Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Christian Bay Podcast. Today I have another episode of the Know Your Ministry series. And today I have a special guest for you guys that I'm so excited to interview. How about you introduce yourself? Hey guys. So, my name is Crystal Ray Arrington, and I am super excited to be on this podcast. Thank you so much, guys. I just love Crystal, and I'm just so excited for her to be on the podcast because I know she's going to drop a lot of gems. So, make sure y'all grab y'all journal. Like, I shouldn't even have to tell y'all. When y'all hit play, y'all should just grab the journal and get ready. (laughs) They should know the deal by now. Okay. So, Crystal, my first question is, why what is your ministry tell us a little about yourself and then tell us why is your ministry needed okay so my name is crystal ray errington again and um i have crystal ray ministries i founded um anchored academy which is a mentorship program for women to gain stability in their heart mind and the truth of god's word um i am also the author of the book entitled anchored and I am the founder of Operation Transformation, which is an outreach ministry to serve the community. Um, why is my ministry needed or why is it important? <laughs> I believe that um, the ministry that God has given me by way of anchor is important, um, primarily because right now we're in such a high demand for like uh, mental illness and mm-hmm. uh, mental restoration and um, it also goes into correlation with what I do for a living so I'm a mental health crisis and trauma suicide and homicide counselor so um, when I was sitting down and the Lord gave me this particular ministry I said wow like this would be the perfect uh, segue to merge what I do to work yeah yeah, so to merge both of them together because there are so many women who are like, okay, I got this part, but I don't have that part. So I have the faith aspect, but I'm still struggling with mental warfare. Or I have my prayer life down packed, but my heart is still hurting and I still need healing in my soul. So I was like, God, that's the perfect segue to merge both of them together to gain stability in your heart, to gain stability in your mind so that you're not boggled down with the cares of life and then to gain stability and the truth of God's word so and that's perfect because y'all I don't call Chris and I'm just like make it make sense okay just (laughs) make it make sense and she does just that guys she does just that so who is your audience and how did you know who is my audience I believe that my audience consists of women who want to dismantle fear in all of its forms. Um, My audience is for those who struggle with their identity and their purpose, who struggle with um, dismantling false identities, shattering glass ceilings, like overcoming unresolved trauma. So I feel like my audience is pretty broad in regards to women, but it all correlates back to gaining stability in these areas. So um, yeah, those who deal with their identity or struggling to see or to know who they are in God, those who struggle to understand purpose, those who struggle to understand like the mental warfare and attacks that come when you do actually find purpose, and um, those who have unresolved trauma and they need healing in their soul and healing in their heart. 
Okay, now how did God reveal that to you? Like, how did you know that was your audience? Was it because of something that you personally came out of and then God showed you, okay, this is the area that I'm going to use you? Like, how did you identify that select audience? Yeah, so I believe I identified this audience by way of personal experience. So back in, let's see, this is 2019. Back in 2014, I went through a pretty difficult divorce. And it was hard for me to regain my footing, right? So I was in Christ. I was in God. I was serving in ministry. And I went through something that shook me at my core. And I needed stability in those areas. So I needed stability in my heart. I needed stability in my mind. My faith started to waver. I needed stability in the word of God. So um, I remember I was going into my prayer closet one day. And I literally, y'all, I get up and I go in the closet because I get easily distracted. Mm -hmm. So I remember getting up, going into my closet, and the Lord showed me a book that I would produce. And I had no idea that it would turn into something like this. So he did show me that I would be able to speak to women who deal with those same struggles or have those same difficulties when it comes to just life. Like uh, even there are there are women in my program who are married. There's women who have children. There's single women. So all different types of women, but they all have the same thing in common. Like, man, I need stability in this area. Like I'm a little unsure i'm a little uh wavering in my faith so during that time um, i started jotting down little stuff i'll start writing down things in my journal i'll keep a notepad with me i keep my computer with me and i'll just start writing stuff and then maybe a year and a half ago um because the lord speaks to me by way of dreams and visions mm -hmm. i literally saw in my dream that i would be mentoring young women and that i would be helping them understand some of the difficulties of life that they go through and then um, be speak, doing speaking engagements and, you know, talking to women at different workshops and stuff like that. And then that's when the book was produced. And I was like, man, gosh, it's a bomb because I wouldn't have been able to do this on my own. Like, by no means would I have thought of something like this to produce a book called Anchor and to have an eight-week mentorship program to help walk people through you know, these type of things because um, growing up, I was able to go to like different conferences and stuff like that. And they would be one day, two day conferences. And then after that, I'm like, I need more. Like, I need mm -hmm. practical steps. I need, how do I. Accountability do almost. Yeah. 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 So I was like, God, how can I make it so that women are able to actually grasp this information? And it's not just a one day conference that I put on, or it's not just me going to speak one night so and that's how the eight-week course was developed and it's developed just like a um if you're a college student you get a syllabus you get the um, required text you get the content you get the scriptures for the week and stuff like that and it's set up just like an online class so that you can go back you can listen to it you can replay you can ask questions you get a one-on-one -on -one mentor with me you get a meet and greet all of those type of things so that is more um, intimate, intimate. Mm -hmm. also yeah but then also you're able to hold each other accountable that's good and y'all anchored is the perfect word to describe crystal like i remember when i had first met her it was spring break what was that 2016 or was it 2007 <laughs> i think it was spring break 2017 and we went to um i know we went to new york second but first we went did we go to charlotte 
Yeah. We went to Charlotte first, and we saw Travis Green in concert. And then after we left Charlotte, we went to New York. And when we were in Charlotte, it was our first night there. And we had a hotel, of course. And y'all, the next morning, like Crystal woke up, and I think she went in. The, I think you went in the bathroom because I don't think it was like a walk-in closet, but she was in somewhere with a room. I think she. I think it was the bathroom. And y'all, y'all would have thought she was arguing with something. She was praying, like, and baby, everybody had to be quiet. Like she woke up, got her even before we went to sleep. She had that Bible on the bed, had her Bible on the bed. When she woke up, went in there, closed that door, and she went to war, like. Y'all, she went to war. <laughs> like, and y'all know how girl trips are. Like, two, I think two of the girls had kind of got into like a little fuss or something. And Crystal was like, "Y'all all right? Y'all, we need to get it together. Let's pray." And we made a prayer circle. And she started like, "This is not what's happening right now." Like, she shut it down right there. Like, uh, uh-uh, uh, let's pray right now. So, in my job, I was just starting my journey. So I'm just like, ooh. This girl ain't playing no games, okay? Like, like anchored. Because, you know, when you go on vacation, that's usually the time where it's easiest to slip up with your intimacy and your quiet time with God because you have so much other stuff to do. Baby, she was anchored, okay? No, we finna get this word. On vacation and all. Like, and I loved it. Oh, my goodness. I loved it. And even with that, I think that it's just so important that we just as women stay unified you know Mm -hmm. even on a vacation even if we're like uh seeing somebody and we're going past them in passing like in public or you know whatever have you if you see your sister or you see another woman going through something that's difficult or they're having a hard time communicating or something that's the perfect time to like step in and let your light shine you know not not in a way to um, boast or anything like that, but ultimate, ultimately, the goal for all of us is to look more like Jesus. So, if you have that opportunity, go for it. You know, I mean, to promote unity, so that we're all, you know, on one accord, and so that we're all able to cohesively accomplish our goals together. Yeah, and I I think at that moment that was the enemy trying to slip in when the two girls was kind of going because we went to a Travis Green concert it was amazing everything was great and peaceful and Crystal like shifted the atmosphere right back to where it was supposed to be like after that everything was back fine like no we're, we're gonna stop this right at the door so I love that and I think it's very important for like everybody listening to take note of that whether it's you involved in a situation or you see two of your home girls like you can still step in and shift the atmosphere and get it back right yeah 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 yeah. especially because conversations matter so who you converse with and who you have conversations with they matter because a conversation can be life-changing it can shift your perspective it can pull you out of a low place it can speak to a dead area or a dead dream conversations warn you against blind spots they encourage you they inspire you all of that stuff so being mindful of the conversations that we have it can either pull us towards god or pull us away from him you know yeah that's good and when did you know it was time to start your ministry like how did god reveal it to you when you actually like stepped out and started it (laughs) see i think my (laughs) i think my story is a little uh different so (laughs) (laughs) unique unique (laughs) because if i had it my way i would not have done it so god didn't give me a come on like a let's go let's do it god literally had to push me 
out of the nest. It was like a, you're ready, go now. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm kicking and screaming against it because one area that I've always struggled with, just even as a child, was using my voice. And I knew that with this ministry, I would have to use my voice. So prior to um, God developing me to speak to women, he had to dismantle fear in regards to my voice. I didn't like the way my voice sounded. I didn't like speaking in front of people. I would be like, no, I'll just write it down and you let someone else say it. So when it was time for me to really walk boldly and confidently in what God called me to do, I was like, mm, uh-uh, I'm good. <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm good. And then it wasn't until literally I got at least five or six different confirmations and the Lord literally made me uncomfortable with where I was like I would not be able to sleep I would be thinking about uh writing the book I would be thinking about speaking in front of people it was a good pushing but I was I was still uncomfortable I was like oh okay let me just surrender let me give God right because he's not gonna leave me alone right because you're, you're literally not gonna let up so let me give you a real yes let me go ahead and you know put myself to the side and serve a greater purpose than me but if I had it my way, it wasn't like, a, oh, let's come on, let's do this thing. My thing was more so, eh, I'm going to have to go kicking and screaming. Until mm-hmm. eventually I said, you know what, God, this isn't about me. This is about you. I'm just a vessel. You, you're literally the one breathing life into all of this stuff. And if I can be used to help someone else, then, you know, why would I allow the fear of my voice or a muzzle? stop me from ministering so and I think that's good to share because it's a lot of times where a lot of us say you know just God tell you to do it just do it just step out in faith and do it but sometimes it's not always that easy to just do it and that's the good thing about God and how much he loves us is that if it takes chasing us down He's willing to chase us down, literally go after the one, like leave the 99. However long it takes, he will get it to us, whatever it is that we need, because he understands that fear sometimes does hold us back. That's just being realistic. We preach and we'll say, you know, don't let fear hold you back. Step out in faith. But realistically, that's very hard to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was one thing that, that definitely held me back was being uncomfortable in my own voice and being uncomfortable in my own armor, being afraid of my own voice. So prior to actually walking into what God had called me to do or my purpose, I had to dismantle literally brick by brick fear and walls of self-preservation that kept me in my comfort zone, right? Mm -hmm. So before, um, I would be like, no, I'll let somebody else do it or here's an idea, take it and run with it. And now... God started shifting me towards a more, no, I need you to be fearless. I need you to be blue. I need you to speak. I need you to use your voice. And that was scary. It, was, it wasn't It was like a, oh, okay, come on, let's do this thing. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh-uh, wait, I'm not ready. Like, I need, I need more time. And those were the excuses that I would make. And the Lord would always reassure me, I'm with you. You know, I'm the one backing you. Heaven is backing you. All you need to do is give me a yes. So... During that whole process, it was difficult for me because I had to literally confront fear in all of its forms. And then after that, I was able to fully function and fully go after all that God wanted me 
you know, to have. So when people say now, oh, you don't seem like you're afraid at all when you're on the microphone and speak in front of people. I'm like, if only you knew. <laughs> yeah, that's because that's what I was going to say. Like, so you went yeah. from that place to not wanting to speak to now you're giving whole sermons like you're up there. You're the one with the Bible <laughs> open and you're the one laying hands on people like. Do like how does that feel? How does that? That's such a big jump from where you were to where you are now. Is it like unreal? Like I don't know. Is it just like wow? Am I really doing it? Like shocking? How does it? When you really look at yourself, like when you look at the video and see that you're the one giving the word, how does that feel? It's still it, it, it's still really surreal to me. So a lot of times when I do get up to preach, I'm still humble because I get up and I'm like God, <laughs> if you don't show up. I have nothing to say. God, if you don't fill my mouth, I have nothing to say. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fearful. I'm gonna be afraid of their faces. I'm gonna be afraid of their responses and you know, all of those different things. And when I'm in the back, right before I prepare or right before I open up the service or before I preach, I always say, Lord, have your way. And I know it sounds so simple, but that's literally my prayer. God, you have your way in me. These are your people. I'm your daughter. You have something to say to them. Just use me as a vessel to get it done, you know? And then that gives me the confidence that I need. So then I go out and I grab the mic and it's like, okay, let's get to work. Let's slay these demons. Let's dismantle fear. Let's get you all walking in purpose so that you're not stuck and stagnant like I was. I think that's beautiful because it it just, it's a living example of his word that says his power is strongest in our weakness. Because he literally has you standing and walking in your weakness. And so that's when he's the strongest. Because, baby, those videos on Instagram, you're not playing no games. Like, I would have never guessed either that your voice was a fear of yours. And it really just, I feel like that's encouraging for anybody who has a weakness. And they feel like that weakness disqualifies them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially like when you start to get comfortable in your own armor, you you don't worry about the things that disqualify you. So once I finally got comfortable with the armor that God gave me, and I wasn't trying to copy anyone, I wasn't trying to mimic anyone, I wasn't trying to sound like anyone, I, I gained more confidence and I became more bold in what God wanted me to do, right? So the more that I put on his armor and got comfortable in it, the more I was able to stand flat-footed and say, you know what, I'm going to declare the word of the Lord, and I'm going to do it with boldness, without fear, without trembling, without my voice shaking, you know, all of those different things. But I think it becomes difficult when, you know, we're on social media and we see uh, someone else who prays, like, they pray heaven down, or we see someone else who, you know, we're just like, man, how did they Comparison, get like, yeah. Yeah, how do they have that type of anointing? We start comparing what it is that God gave us, and then we, we forfeit our own authenticity, right? We forfeit what God has really given us in our own authentic way. So now we have a carbon copy, and it's not the original copy. So I think that the more we become comfortable in who God has made us to be, how he's made us to sound, who he's called us to, what our ministry looks like, you know, my ministry may not look like someone else's ministry. Their ministry may not look like mine, but I'm comfortable enough in my own armor that I can do and say what it is that God has called me to do and say. Yeah, that's good. And something that I admire about what you said is that every time you get ready to go 
on stage and preach your word, you know that's your purpose because it's something that makes you have to rely on God every single time because that's something that I try to keep in the back of my mind whenever I'm making decisions or trying to take another step with my purpose is this something that I can do on my own or do I have to have faith for this because if it's something that I could do for my own it's probably not God's will because he's not in it I don't need him to accomplish it but with your purpose like you said every time you're about to go up there and give a word you have to rely on him because if it was up to you you wouldn't be using your voice and I feel like that's noteworthy like that's important yeah. for purpose. That's how you know yeah. you're in purpose. Literally, yeah. Because, it's, again, if God doesn't give me the words, if he doesn't fill my pen when I'm writing books, if he doesn't fill my mouth, then I don't I don't have anything to say. And I rely on him every single time. Every single time I'm writing a page to start a new book, I'm relying on Holy Spirit and God to breathe life onto those pages. Every time I'm starting to write a sermon, I'm literally relying on God to come sit beside me and say, this is what I need you to say. This is how you deliver it for these type of ears. You know, every single time there's something, even in the small mundane things, like in the morning when I go get coffee, and I go inside, I'm relying on God to give me what to say to the person behind me. They could, they could be having a bad wow, day. Wow, that's big. They could have, you know, they could have lost someone that morning, and I don't ever want to miss an opportunity to extend his love or to extend his grace. And that doesn't mean that I have to do it, you know, on a platform or over the pulpit. There are so many opportunities to exemplify the love of God. If you're in a cubicle, you know, the person next to you, hey, how's your morning going? You know, things like that open up just a a doorway for you to show who God is, right? So it doesn't always have to be, you know, this extravagant brand built uh, platform that you have on social media. You don't have to have a million followers to be impactful. You know, I always um, admire my pastor. He's always saying, you need to figure out what God was thinking of you when he formed you in your mother's womb. So before you allow opinion, before you allow society, before you allow fear, before you allow all of that that we deal with now like in the world, before you allow that to shape and form what it is that God called you to do, it's up to you to figure out, Lord, what were you thinking when you created me in my mother's womb? What was on your mind? What did you want me to accomplish? What did you want me to walk in? What did you want me to complete when I was in my mother's womb before I allowed all these other things to consume me? So That's good. That's good. Because as soon as we finish this interview, I'm going to be sitting down in my journal. What were you thinking? Like, because <laughs> like, I need to know. What all was you thinking when you formed me? Because that's, that's very thought-provoking. Very. Yeah. So my final question is, what sets your ministry apart from others? Um, I think my ministry is set apart from others just based on my own authenticity. So there may be days where my approach is different. There may be days where, you know, I don't feel like I have to be up on a platform and I'll have five to seven women over to my house and we just have a game night and I'm pouring into them that way. You know, I think that um, a lot of times we get caught up in people having to see what it is that we're doing yeah. in order for it to be validated. And I think what sets my ministry apart is the things that are unseen, 
you know, the things that you don't get accolades for, the things that people don't see, the things that you feel like no one claps for, you know, the character that you build outside of your platform or outside of what people can see. How do you really treat people when no one's watching? Mm -hmm. I think that's what really sets my ministry apart because if I can make sure that my character is right, I can make sure that I'm exuding love, I can make sure that I'm being the hands and feet of Jesus, then he will take care of the ministry. You know, the people will come, the resources will come, just as long as I'm in right standing with him, he'll supply all of my needs. So I believe that my own personal walk with God and my own personal, you know, relationship that I'm constantly developing and learning more of him and, you know, getting in his presence and denying myself and crucifying my flesh, the more I do that, I believe the more my ministry is set apart because it's like a, a step in the earth that God just, he breathes on because I'm, I'm doing what he wants me to do and not just getting the likes of man or not just getting the approval Seeking of approval, man. Yeah. really living this thing out, you know? Yeah, that's good. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> What's one word of advice that you would leave with the listeners? Um, one word of advice that I would leave is to just be yourself and allow God to show you what it is that he's purposed you here on earth to do. So um, before, you know, everyone had an opinion, God had an opinion about you. He had a thought about you, right? So I think um, getting in his presence and allowing him to reveal who you are and to solidify your identity, it would call it, it'll help you to be more fearless in the pursuits of what he wants you to do. Right. So I was I would just say be more comfortable with yourself. Um, be open to allowing God to speak to you and to show you what he wants you to do. And not being afraid of your own armor. You know, walking in that with confidence. Whatever armor it is that you have, no one else can fit your armor. You, your armor is tailor-made for you. So being comfortable with your voice, being comfortable with all of your different um, uh, creative ideas, everything that God has given you, do that and do it without apology. You know, do it without fear. That's good. Thank you so, 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 so much for answering all those questions. I know that was a lot of questions. <laughs> but thank you so much. And can you tell the listeners where they can contact and connect with you? Yes. So I'm on Facebook. Um, my Facebook is Crystal Ray Arrington, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-R-A-E, Arrington, A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N. And my Instagram handle is crystal.ray, R-A-E-E. And you can find me on my website at www.anchoredacademy.com or you can send me an email at anchoredwithcrystalray at gmail.com. All right, guys. I pray that you guys got a lot of gems from that. Today, I'm going to let Crystal pray us out because she is the preacher. I'm not, y'all. It's all her. So she's about to pray <laughs> us out. <laughs> okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. God, thank you for being so gracious. 
Thank you for being so merciful. Thank you for being so sovereign. God, I thank you that you're allowing us to walk into purpose. I thank you, Father, that you're breathing your breath of life into any dead areas, into any dead ideas, into any dead dreams in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that every listener that listens to this podcast is encouraged, is empowered to go after all that you've placed on the inside of them. Father, right now, I dismantle fear in all of its forms and I lay it at the foot of the cross. Lord, you have not called us to walk in fear, but you've called us to be bold, to be courageous, to go after you with all that we have in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you would allow love to exude out of every person's ministry that listens to this podcast in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you would continue to give creative ideas, witty inventions to these women, to you, to even these men that listen to the podcast now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you're giving wisdom from heaven, that that you're giving us wisdom to produce wealth in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you that your wisdom surpasses all of our understanding, that your wisdom comes down from heaven and, and creates avenues and ideas for us uh, in this earth so that we can be prosperous like you've called us to be. Father, I thank you for the founder of this podcast. I thank you that she is a woman of resource, that she's a woman of wealth. I thank you that you're providing everything that she needs to accomplish all of the God ideas that you've given her. I thank you that you're Ooh, that you're providing a uh, hand to help support her dream. I thank you that you're giving her um, uh, people that will pour into her, people that will uh, love on her without agenda in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for the mentors that are coming. Thank you for the money that is coming. Thank you for the wisdom that's coming. We bless you. We honor you. We seal this prayer in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Y'all, I finessed her because I wanted to hear the prayer too. (laughs) Thank you so much, Crystal, for taking time out of your busy schedule. I love you so much, and I will talk to you later. And I will will talk to you guys later. Bye.